Hello, and welcome to the Let's Talk Fucking Cancer podcast. We are your support, so let's talk fucking cancer. On today's episode, we will be featuring part one of a two-part segment on Jennifer's story. Hi, welcome back to the Let's Talk Fucking Cancer podcast. So happy to be in the studio today with Colette and Julia. Hello. And our very special guest who is famous around these parts. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Very generous. Colette's (laughs) Colette's mentioned her on the podcast previously. And then this week I was um, speaking with my manager and he said that, you know who you should have on the podcast this woman, Jennifer. <laughs> and he and I said, her. that's so funny. We're talking to her this weekend. <laughs> and here we are. So we are very honored to have Jennifer from Wigs Are You in the studio today. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've been for- looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know I was so famous. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> You've been mentioned on the podcast several times. And uh Apparently very locally famous. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. It's yes. Good. It's needed. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we wanted to bring you in today and just talk about your own personal story. And we will definitely get into Wix Are You and Tips and Tricks on our next episode. Okay. But we wanted to talk to you about your own journey because when I had mentioned you um, previously, I realized, are you about nine years out? I am coming up on 11 years. 11. Wow. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Okay, so, yeah, congratulations. With me, you know, ladies have different, and men, I won't just seclude to ladies, but cancer survivors have like what your date is. Is right. it when you finish treatment or is it when you were diagnosed? Right. So for me, I always think of when I was diagnosed because it was in the fall, it was the holidays. Um, it was very significant time. I started chemo just before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Begged my oncologist if I could wait till after. No, it's you know it's such an emergency. You have wow. to start right away. So I, yeah, for me, it's the the diagnosis of it, which I was diagnosed September seventeenth. What's the date? Oh, that's next weekend. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's in right. Twenty twelve. So, however many years that is. So your anniversary know. is next Sunday in yeah. a week. Yeah, when awesome. I was diagnosed on that day. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit of why <laughs> about life before cancer. What did it oh. look like prior to cancer? Uh huh. It's so interesting because don't you have like my life before cancer? Yes. And that's a timeline. Yeah. Right. It's so interesting. So, my life before cancer was. Pro- probably just very average, like, you know, the normal housewife, working mom, right? the normal routine kind of thing. I still had uh, my son, my youngest son at the time when I got diagnosed was seven. So I was a stay-at-home mom with him since he was born. Before that, I had always worked full-time with, I have five children. So before oh. that, I had always had had to work and always dreamed of being a stay-at-home mom and took us five years to get pregnant. So I get pregnant and 
And it was such a miracle that it was unexpected, out of the blue. It was just the perfect timing. It was right. it was just the timing and the story behind. That's a whole nother podcast. Right. If it wasn't, <laughs> let's talk fucking cancer because that is a whole nother super fun story <laughs> how I got pregnant. But um, yeah, I I loved being a stay at home mom. It was my dream from when I was pregnant with my first child when I was twenty years old. My fifth child was born. I was thirty. Six, almost thirty, going on thirty-seven. Okay. So um, I was really thinking it was never going to happen, you right. know. So anyway, that was my. I was really kind of living my dream. Nice. I was living yeah. my dream, and I, I just loved it. I was. I had a group of girlfriends that had children about the same age, and we would always get together. And the kids were starting to grow up together. And even now as teenagers, they all still know each other. And oh. it was just a very special time in my life, actually. I mean, I'm talking those for, those since he was born and before that, raising the other kids. I have amazing children. Oh, nice. Very supportive, loving um, sons. And I have two stepdaughters that I've raised since they were four and seven. Oh, so uh, they're, they're my girls just as much as if I birthed them. Right. And my boys are, they're just very loving and supportive. And my daughter at the time I was diagnosed, she had just rebounded back home, my oldest okay. daughter. So she was 20. I had a, my son, 17, was still at home. And my uh, youngest was seven when I was diagnosed. So it it hit hard because, yeah, I was I was living I, what I felt was just a, my, such a peaceful, loving, enjoyable, like there was no drama. My husband's, he's just a very sweet, supportive, mm. brings home the bacon. You know, he's like, you just stay home. I will have, we'll figure it out. He was just so supportive of my dream to stay right. home. So it was a great time for me in my life. And yeah, the diagnosis, it was so interesting. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, there's so much more to my life sure, before cancer, sure. but that's kind of leading up right. to it really. So when I was diagnosed, sort of it was out of the blue. I wasn't ex expecting it for sure. I didn't think this is what was going to be the answer to what was going on okay. with me. Um, so I had breastfed my son for a very long time. Don't judge me, but he was <laughs> two and a half. Okay. That's and fantastic. at the time, it, and it would be like, okay, it's cuddle time. Or, you know, it wasn't mm -hmm. to really nourish him anymore because he was eating regular food. But he, I just didn't want to let go. He's my last baby, yep. and I just didn't want to let go. Yeah. It was really hard. So, well, and having been a working parent prior, yes, you probably I didn't got have that exactly. And so, this was bonding time that mm -hmm. you almost were kind of banking. Mm -hmm. yeah. You believe, believe the last it four, that's, yeah. for the that's first four. exactly, yeah, because I didn't get to do it with my first. I there was complications. My second, I did about six months, and then he wasn't interested anymore. <laughs> and so, but my little guy. He was very interested. He was just, oh, it was just such a special time right. for me. It really was. So I kind of thought what I'm going to explain was happening to me was because I breastfed for so long, even though oh. it was like five years later. So I was experiencing leaking from oh. one of my breasts from the milk ducts okay. and primarily from just one breast, sometimes from the other. Okay. And... It was an it was annoying and sometimes was bad enough to where I would wear breast pads at night okay. because it would mostly at night it would leak and I'd wake up wet. It okay. was crazy. Can I address really quick mm -hmm. how 
something was happening in your body mm -hmm. and you thought it was because of something you did, you immediately went to go blame yourself. Mm -hmm. You did nothing wrong. Interesting. Yeah. I never thought and about that. And it's just really funny that we're, we've been wired mm -hmm. to think this is happening. Mm -hmm. I must have done something wrong or that that, that, that judgment lives in you. Mm -hmm for nourishing your child wow. and bonding I've with your child. About that. right. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do do that. We try and... Yeah, of course, yeah. we're moms. Yeah. yeah, and we're women. And yeah. we try and rationalize right. what's going mm -hmm. on because we don't want to think that it might be something mm -hmm. super well, bad. Uh, yeah, and it, it also, I think for me, and I'm sure you guys could relate, is as a mom to address something that takes time out of your day. Absolutely. And you have little ones still. Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to deal with that. And I didn't think it was really that big a deal. I figured it would go away. Right. Um, it didn't go away. It got worse. Um, I probably lived with it for about six months, maybe even more. I'm horrible with timelines. But I lived with it for a while and just right. ignored it. So that was, and my husband knew obviously what was going on, but he just, feeds off of me like right. what you know he I know my body and he's not gonna overreact he neither one of us had cancer on the brain no right right so no you're I, young you're living your mm, dream yeah. you're raising yeah. your family exactly. cancer is the farthest thing from your mind 100 percent, 100 percent. so I finally did go because it just got annoying right so I did go and saw my uh gynecologist and she did a like on the petri dish did a okay. thing my nurse navigator did is who i'd always seen was my nurse navigator so she did that and she didn't see any blood in it so she's like you know this is very normal for women she really kind of oh. downplayed it and i'm like okay this is no big deal right. she later apologized to me and she cried begging oh. me for forgiveness after she knew what had happened but so she did though recommend that i go have an ultrasound, get a mammogram and do the whole bit. And at that time they had seen in my right breast, they had seen a little something that could be funny, like one little funny, Okay, right? On the, and the, they brought me in and I look on the, the screen and the whole bit. And she, it was iffy. It was just like, we let's just, you know, to make sure. Just to make so sure. So I'm still thinking, not thinking anything, not right. worry, like her, that little thing right there did not concern me at, at all. So she tells me, you know, let's go get it biopsied. So I met with the doctor that would biopsy it. And it my breast didn't always leak 24-7. Okay. So when he checked me, there was no, no leak. leak. It's so, like when you take your course. car to the shop yeah. because the check engine light is on and when he, the, it won't come yeah. on for them. Yeah, it's bastards. so typical. It seems like <laughs> yeah. whenever something's going on, it's for real. not going to happen at the doctor's. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, that was the case. And I didn't know this doctor. He didn't know me. There was no personal connection. Um, so that happened. I don't know. I kind of felt not blown off, but not oh. like this was really a thing, right? right. So when I go out, he said, we're going to do the biopsy, go let's go talk to the girls, the friend about insurance, yada, yada. And I do, and I find out I'm about to pay $3,000 to, oh to my meet my deductible. Goodness. And there's all, and then I, I could do something from my HSA, HSA, right, the, is that what it is? The, yeah. the health savings plan. Yes. Right. But 
It was just a nuisance. Yeah. And this was nothing. And I don't have $3,000 no. to spend, right? So, and how sad is that, mm-hmm. that when you're trying to take care of yourself mm-hmm. in the medical world, that $3,000 mm-hmm. before you can, you know, mm-hmm. start using well, your insurance. A- oh, that's just crazy. And as a parent, you're thinking, if I had $3,000, mm-hmm. my kids need shoes. My kids mm-hmm. need this. My kids need the, the You're the last person that you're going to spend $3,000 right. on. And remember, I was yeah. a stay-at-home mom, one-income family, oh. and we were making it check to check. Sure. We were on a budget. Mm-hmm. And um, insurance was great for the um, preventive stuff. You right. Know, you go have your your uh, yearly exam, whatever. I mean, that was great. You pay your copay. The expected. Mm -hmm. Right, right. right. So I blew this off. So I went and picked my son up. My girlfriend had been babies watching him while I went and had this done. And how, you know, what happened? How'd it go? She asked me, I'm like, well, it it was kind of weird, but you know what? It's every, it's fine. I just, so I blew it off. Okay. (laughs) Blew it off. But hindsight, I'm so grateful. It's like God dumbed me down or something because had I dealt with it at that point mm-hmm. and they had just, because it was just the one little okay. suspicious maybe thing, it could have wound up being nothing. And then I would have ignored it for a whole nother year until my next mammogram or three years or whatever it was at right. the time, right? So six months goes by and it was time for me to have a pelvic exam, do that um, routine annual thing. And I go in and never in my gynecologist office, I always saw the nurse practitioner, always. Um, The doctor, she was an amazing woman, very strong woman, very opinionated. (laughs) And I had never met her before. I never met her before. And so she comes in to see me and I'm like, oh, where's... Where's Anne, you know? So she was out. And it's just such a setup because <laughs> had it been Anne, we wouldn't even have talked about my past oh, appointment with her, right. right? I would have told her, oh, yeah, it was nothing. And moved on. Right? So she's looking at my chart because she's never met me before, before she even does anything to my body. She's reading and she says, have you, I see here that you never followed through with your with this. And I'm like, yeah, well, nobody really made a big deal about it. Right. I just, and I don't, yeah, I don't. And at this time we had new insurance too. So she reads me the riot act. Like she was not gentle with me. She says, you do not ignore stuff like this. I don't care if that doctor says it's no big deal. What, like you do not ignore. Like she was not gentle with me let's say okay she literally told me she called the uh in Folsom the where they do the mammograms so she calls over there asking me do you want to go to Roseville Folsom closer to Folsom she calls over there says I'm sending somebody over she needs to get into like right now yes so she sent me over I had my mammogram. I'll never, ever forget the gal who did my mammogram. Her name was PJ, and I'll never forget because it's peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) And she was the sweetest, most precious, precious woman. And after the couple, two, three years I was done with treatment and I had to go back in there for something totally unrelated, she happened to be there. And 
she didn't remember me, but you know, I told her you made a difference in my life. And those, those, uh, technicians and, you know, they, they do, they touch you. And then when you're doing this sort of traumatic kind of stuff, it's, they do, you remember those, the little things, the behind the scenes, they think maybe they're not as significant. They really do. They They really, those are the ones more that stick with me than the doctor themselves, really. So she helped me. I have the the mammogram and she was so gentle. And of course, I mean, I was still leaking. That hadn't changed. So um, had that done. And what they saw right there was sent me over to ultrasound right 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 away. Send me to ultrasound. Um, Oh, and by the way, this time my husband's with me because he says he's not going to allow me to go. Oh, good. He's in on it, right? So because I had called him after that appointment saying she sent me over here. He left work. He meets me over there. He was with me every step of the way. He wanted to hear from the doctor himself. I was not allowed to make my own decisions (laughs) anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So which was precious. I I needed that, right? I needed that. So he met me. He waited. So we're... Um, getting the ultrasound and I had to do, uh, but you know, they do both, both breasts. I had no idea what was going on. Well, they apparently there was all, I had wound up having to biopsy seven cells in my right breast, four or so in this breast, did it all in one day. That doctor was like, I've never done this many biopsies in one day because each biopsy is its own surgical procedure, clean up everything, right? I took a Valium. I was okay. (laughs) So, but I told her, if you don't do it all, I will not come back. So you got to do it. So we did. And it uh, turned out that, well, one thing, let me backtrack a second because it was it was good in the ultra in the ultrasound. I got to give my husband props because <laughs> my husband asked for the doctor because it was a technician or something that had come in and said that we want to send her for biopsy. I forget who who it was, but it wasn't the doctor. So my husband asks to see the the doctor who saw what was on the screen. Okay, and he comes in and. My husband asks him if this was your wife, because I'm still like thinking, you know, I was still thinking. It's no big deal. Yeah. We're overreacting. This is nothing. I was still not even going there in my head, which is so bizarre in hindsight. No cancer in my family whatsoever. Wow. No breast cancer. Right. So why would Lifestyle, like, um, you know, my mom had stage zero to one colon cancer many years ago. But you know, there no ants, no right. in my genealogy. So um it, I what was not that wasn't on my radar. So my husband asks the doctor, if this was your wife, what mm. would you do? And he said, I would take I would get these biopsied. Right. This is not something to play around with. So my husband was in charge and I d- I did the biopsies and obviously that came back positive. So the the cells in my right breast, though there was four out of six or seven that were, I can't even remember how many cells they biopsied. It was enough for me not to remember. Okay. So, <laughs> but there were four that came back cancerous. Okay. And so the ones in the left breast were not cancerous. Oh, okay. So that that was good. And so I'm in the Go. I go back to see that same gynecologist, the 
that read me the riot act, right? right. <laughs> She's the one who called and said, come into the office. So oh. we, I, my husband and I both know they don't call you into the office unless they got something significant to tell you. So we go and she tells me what's going on. And I'm still like, okay, well, what does this mean? What do I, right. um, what do I need to, to do? And, and uh, she sets me up with, you know, I want a female doctor. I, I wanted everyone on my team to be female. That was very okay. important to me. So she gave me some referrals and uh, I met with the doctors, uh, the surgeon, the the plastic surgeon, hadn't met with oncology yet. Oh, okay. My, my situation, it always seems very backwards to everybody else's. Yeah. It's very odd. So... And I had my, I had several cells in my lymph nodes. You know oh. how, I don't know for you, but for me, I think this is typical before I had my surgery to have the mastectomy, I had decided to have double mastectomy mm -hmm. because I didn't want those, whatever hat was going on in my left breast right. to, right. And let me backtrack. Cause remember when I had the, I didn't do my biopsies the first mm -hmm. time. That's why I was saying I'm glad God dumbed me down because right. six months later, that's how much had progressed right. in my breasts. Right, and they may not have seen that, no. those changes or no. anything originally. because there was nothing even in my left breast at the time. And those were nothing. Oh. Those were benign. Okay, but, but there was changes. Yes. Right. That I would not have caught till, right. I don't even know when I would have right. went back for a mammogram. And that but. speaks to how quickly the disease can progress yes, yeah. and why Absolutely. time and sense of urgency yes. is important. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And so then it makes sense why the oncologist at Christmas told me, no, you're starting chemo now, yeah. right? They don't mess around. So I I had uh, the double mastectomy and before the surgery, they shoot the dye yes. in, right? And so they can see. And I didn't, I didn't look at the screen. My husband did though. And he, he knew that it lit up where in oh, my lymph okay. nodes. So uh, I go have the surgery and some of the cells in my lymph nodes, they did all the sentinel and, you know, they mm -hmm. did all that stuff and there were uh, enough cells that, yeah, it's, I was diagnosed at 2B. Okay. So I was pretty early diagnosis, mm -hmm. right? It was, it was good. I still didn't really know what that meant. Right. <laughs> so I had chose to have, and I've never met anybody who had this reconstruction surgery, I had a tram flap. Okay, I have heard of that, but okay. not until way after. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's not normal these no. days. It's not, um, most doctors probably don't even mention it because no. more ladies, it was more normal to do it in the older days. I don't know how to say that, but before like in the 50s, 60s, 70s, when women were stay home. Right. Okay. Right. Can so, you explain what a tram flap is? Yes, uh, absolutely. So <laughs> the reason why they did it more before is because the recovery, like women now want to get back to life. They want to get yep. back to work. And after mastectomy and the implants, you know, the recovery is not as it it's not as long before you can right. do what you need to do in life. A tram flap is they take fat from your belly or your thighs or wherever you have excess fat. And I had the perfect amount of <laughs> 10 pounds to lose at the time wow. from my belly. And so my doctor, she mentioned it. She, I never heard of it, right. obviously. Um, so she gave me the option of the implants. I said, I just, I don't, I'm not feeling that. I don't know why. It might be nice to have nice 
perky boobies. <laughs> but I, I, for some reason, I was hesitant mm-hmm. about that. And I was at an age where, I don't know, would it bother me just to not have boobs? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I didn't know. So she mentioned the tram flap. And she checked my belly and she's like, you're, you're a candidate. That's fantastic. And she explained what it was. She explained the recovery. But until you're in the recovery, you don't understand. And isn't the recovery it is gnarly. <laughs> I would say, and isn't it quite a lengthy surgery and quite yes. a, you end up because with it my double so mastectomy, <laughs> I, I think I only stayed a, one night mm-hmm. and then I was home the back to, the next day. Right. Don't you have to go to critical care and, and stay yes, there for a I was days? in ICU. My, my surgery yeah. altogether with the mastectomy and then they do did the reconstruction right then and there. Right. So I was in surgery for over eight hours. That's what I've heard. And it's so sweet because my husband, when he was waiting, he... So he did this with my pregnancy too, but he has a notebook and he's like, 810, my baby went into this. Oh. You know, 820, <laughs> I took the kids to go get some breakfast. You know, he has it all. And I've got that on my board in my little craft room. And it just, that was precious to me because, I mean, our husbands go through their own thing. They do. They, that's a whole nother mm-hmm. podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Bless, bless their hearts. Um, so, I have the surgery. I come out. Yes, immediately you're in ICU. Mm-hmm. I was in ICU for three days. Um, I had to have a blood transfusion. I got very, you know, mm-hmm. it was the recovery was hard. And then they they sent me to the a regular recovery room. I was in the hospital for seven days. Oh wow! Yeah, they wouldn't let me go home because the tram flap. You're doubled over. I was going to say it's, it's like having a tummy tuck. Yep, that's what. But I heard. a little bit. Harder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because not only is a tummy, they do the breast yes, too. And yeah. You're literally bent. You can't. Over. Yeah. For, for several months, it took several months for that skin to stretch enough mm-hmm. to wear. So I had that surgery just in October. And everything for me happened so fast once I was diagnosed. And of course, that's how it happens. But the surgery for me came really out of the blue. I thought I was going to have some, a little bit of time. But literally, after meeting with my plastic surgeon deciding on the tram flap three days later and my son I just put him into first grade okay also this is significant because I homeschooled him for kindergarten I had just put him into first grade which was really hard but it was a good decision and I had got this like drop from heaven into my lap job my background is bookkeeping, accounting, okay. office administration. That's what I have always done. I've worked at ba- you know the bank right out of high school. Okay. And that was my career path. So I get this part-time job, perfect to work around to my son wouldn't even know I had a job. Oh. I was still basically a stay-at-home mom. Right. And the pay was good and it's flexible and I loved the gal I was working with and so I'm back to work. Um and this was happening and I was only back like a month. I was oh. only there for about a month. Right. And it was, I would have loved that job, but God had other plans for yeah. this girl. Absolutely. So my t- three days later, after I had met and decided on the tram flap in that meeting with her, I get a call from her office saying, we have an opening tomorrow. We want to get you in because doctor, she every year she goes to um, like the third world countries and she okay. does free work right. pro, what you know so and she was getting ready to leave they had this opening and I'm like tomorrow oh wow to my can I have no time to even grasp I would have what would, it was 
but it was yeah. a whirlwind. Wow. So I was, I was just lost. I was out of my mind. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I need to prepare. Yeah. I need to, I need to get my house in order. My son, yeah. I need, I just, I look at, I'm stuttering right now, even <laughs> remembering it. It yeah. was, it was insane. And my husband, he like took my face and he says, the only thing you need to do is take care of yourself. Oh. Everything else will be taken care right. of. You don't need to think about anything. That's right? when everybody shows up for you. Yes. My two closest girlfriends came over. I called them. I was bawling and they come and they're praying with me. And my daughter was there and she was praying. And we're just all bawling. And <sighs> I'm like, this is tremendous. What is happening in right. my life right now? Yeah. So anyway, the surgery happens. Eight hours, you know, and then I'm in ICU and then the re recovery and finally I'm able to to go home. Okay. I still couldn't walk well. My doctor ordered a hospital bed for my downstairs because I, well, I have a two-story house, couldn't walk upstairs oh, yeah. to my bedroom. Yep. Still couldn't walk enough to get to the bathroom. So I had to have the thing there by right. the side of the bed. I still oh. had the tubes. You know, it was, it was, it was it's a lot. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, looking back, it's so interesting, right? To look back and I did that. I was going to say, do you look back and go, whoa, uh -huh. I really it's, did all that. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like a movie you watched or something, but that was my life. And it seems and so I insane did now. It. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's so true. And I don't you hear that time yeah. and time and time again. So I did. So my recovery at home took about almost three months. I remember at Thanksgiving. So I had October 3rd, I had my surgery. And then Thanksgiving, we went to my sister and brother-in-law's house, and I remember still walking hunched mm -hmm. over. Right. I was pretty much sitting the whole time, but I was at least able to get dressed and be mobile, yeah. and I was able to shuffle to the bathroom, and I was more mobile. More mobile. So um, I was in that hospital bed, and my husband was so sweet. He, he <laughs> he's, just, he's so cute. When I think back of how he <laughs> took care of me, it just fills my heart. Oh. He brought down my little nightstand from my bedroom. He made it like the living room was your new bedroom. Yeah, he had oh. a candle there. He had my oh. little note. He had everything set up for me. He even painted, which in oh. hindsight was like shouldn't have done that because the smell for after oh, you know, okay, yeah. the, it was a little harsh, but that worked out. It was just so cute that he even right. painted. Uh, I would I, say my husband hates painting so if he painted something for That's me significant. You oh would my know. yeah oh, he yeah. just Big yeah deal. he wanted it to be fresh and clean and it was just so oh, sweet so that's awesome my mom moved in too she came down she moved in my okay. husband put a bed for her in our back spare bedroom that didn't have a bed he just took care of everything that's so awesome. mom could come and she was such a help she was such a godsend because my husband still needed to work yeah and my kids still needed to get to school. Right. <laughs> I needed to get to doctor's appointments. And with and one day of planning, you didn't really, oh, weren't nothing. able to coordinate and orchestrate that. Exactly. So my husband was great in taking the reins. That's like awesome. he said he would, right? I was at peace. I really didn't have to think about anything. And he took care. He would get me all the night, bring me my meds. He set his timer. He um, had a chart there for my mom. So she knew when to give me right. what. He's just so organized. He's so type A. Isn't Virgo. That? <laughs> yes. That's yes. Virgo. We okay. love Virgo. <laughs> like, he is that person. And for never sure. in your life have you needed that more. Right. right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Isn't that just amazing, though, to 
you just kind of know like, oh, I know that they'll be there for me mm-hmm. and when these things happen and stuff. But to see them show up mm-hmm. in such a way yeah. and all the little details we think yes. that what are they going to do without me? I have to plan all these things, but they take it on and they do it and they amaze us. And it's just so fantastic. It's such, he like was just more of a man to me than, you know, it was just really a precious, sweet time in hindsight. Like looking back, it was a very intimate time. Yeah. Right. And it was winter. And so at night he would have built, make me a fire. To like, so oh, I had the fire, you know, crackling yeah. when I would go to bed, just stuff like oh. that. Well, and he it, really showed up and was your caregiver. Yeah. And he, it wasn't, he didn't do the bare minimum no. because, you know, he's the man. Mm-hmm. Right. And he doesn't know how to do these things because you always took care of him. Right. No, he stepped up and he was like, I'm your partner. I've yeah. got you through every step and I'm going to take care of you with the same love and consideration that I know you would take care of me if the tables were turned. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. It's it's a huge kind of like trust exercise to go. I'm going to step out of my normal Mm -hmm. role because you had to. Yeah. And have this faith and trust Mm -hmm. in this other person to do the things Mm -hmm. that need to be done because you do really switch your roles up no matter what role you're playing. You switch up those roles because you need it and they Mm -hmm. show up and it's amazing. Yeah. And it really does show um, how much someone pays attention to those small Mm -hmm. details that you've been managing for so long. Yeah, And for him to step into that with almost no preparation. Right. And know all the small things mm-hmm. that that you needed and yeah. that had to be done for the kids, yeah. the household. Like that just shows how much he really yeah. noticed. Getting you know? my mom set up. Yeah. That was a really big deal because yeah. I had no he bed, had no time. No <laughs> bed for her, no nut. Yeah. yeah. And he just hooked it up and had a little put a little TV in the room back there for me. Oh. He just he set her up knowing her little quirks and things she needs. And oh, so right. yeah, he was he God, I just can't give him enough props. I love right? that. Yeah. Because I've seen the opposite. Yeah. Definitely. I was going to say, yeah. I'd seen I'm tr- a lot of times mom would show up and it'd be, okay, cool. You're here. I'm, I'm off. Uh-huh. Um, you right. just, you yeah. let me know what you need. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's right. No, I'm he, saying. even my mom loves him so much because he's just, he's a nurturer. He's a oh. caretaker. He's a nurturer. And I tell him, I said, yeah, the most intimate, sweetest time in our whole marriage is was when I had cancer because you know you it was yep. just you and he's like yeah it was a really good time yeah huh? you know oh, you know it's because intense. I was home he could take care of me he yeah. knew where I was all the time right <laughs> yeah. his little his girl and yeah. Tay and I had those same moments really? where he would come and kiss my bald head and yes. he'd take selfies with me and yes. I'm like I did not want selfies right. but he was and then he'd post you know my beautiful oh, wife right. and this and, and you're like whoa mm-hmm. or they just think of those special things those little things yeah. that you need or mm-hmm. you know that you love or that you can't do and yeah. they think of them and it's mm-hmm. just really kind of fantastic yeah. that like you said they notice they right. paid attention and they notice mm-hmm. yeah yeah and to still and for them to still authentically mm-hmm. let you know that you are still beautiful to oh, them yeah like more beautiful right even right? right well because you're a fighter and you're a warrior yeah. and what you've been able to yes overcome and yeah yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting. Because he was like, I, I thought you were strong when you had babies, and then I watched right. you go through cancer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so tr- so true. So I recovered there eventually. You know, I had to have nurses come to the house once a okay. week. They would come, and um, 
my husband learned how, you know, my mom and husband, they would do my drains. Yeah. And, you know, it was all about me during that time. Yeah. So they all stepped up. My kids were great. My daughter was precious. My son, one really hard thing during that time, my oldest son had just enlisted in the arm. Oh, just wow. Just b- while the, before this started happening. Okay. So he's my firstborn. Oh. And he, he's the one who took care of like when I was pregnant, he was the one who took care of the baby. Like he was born to be a dad. Let oh. me say that. And he's a dad of a two and a half year old now. And like, I cannot I be that. more proud of him. But he, when I, he was have, gonna have to leave and he right. didn't before I started chemo. So he was there with the surgery okay. and then he left um, just like be, end of November, beginning of December. And I remember being at the at the recruiting office. The bus comes and picks him up, and oh. it was just it was rough. Yeah, what probably more so for him. If we left, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> I just would. I I didn't want them to leave on a normal day, right. let alone when I right. was going through cancer. Yeah. So, oh wow, yeah, it is- was it was like triple whammy because your child's leaving, which is hard anyway, whether it's off to college or yeah. what it is. But he's leaving for the army. Mm. He is leaving me during this time, which was more hard for him because he wanted to be here to support me. And seeing him drive off in that bus. Oh, I can't imagine. It was a very traumatic day and there were a lot of tears shed. Yeah. And yeah. So. Uh, and so he's in basic training, you know, poor guy, he can't, call, they don't, you can no. only write letters. And yeah. so he, and, but he, boy, he, he checked in, he, he would call very faithfully once he was able to have his phone. And so it wound up being okay in that respect. And we got through that. That was, that was a, a thing. That was definitely a, a yeah. big thing. So get through is recovering from the surgery and because I'm ignorant to cancer and I don't you don't know what questions to ask I had nobody to talk to right no one and my plastic surgeon and my my regular surgeon they didn't no like slap you on the ass and send you out the way like at a girl (laughs) like there you go they were great with what they did but they're not going to educate me about what's next I didn't know so I recover you know the bed I'm like I don't need this bed anymore get this (laughs) hospital bed out of here I'm ready to I'm feeling so much better. I could walk almost great. And then uh, I get a call from this oncologist office. <laughs> now I hadn't even know. Had, so you hadn't seen that. I yet. had never seen the oncologist. Wow. You yet. had a tram flap without seeing the oncologist? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she had her oncology surgeon, but not the oncologist. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is it's weird. At the time, is, I didn't I know any where, different. Yeah. You're I, like, this is backwards. It is backwards. Yeah. And I didn't know that this wasn't just the way it happened. So I I'm not know laughing. Like, I'm. It's like now, horrified. now, today would I'm be laughing. like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, no, you need to ask a question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I didn't know. I'm just going going with yeah. what they need because they're, you know? they're saving me. I don't, you sure. know, you, you don't know. So, but this is pretty funny because my. I'm <laughs> 
<laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> I need a minute. Leah's like, I can't. What? And, and it's crazy because you really don't know what you don't know until now. After the fact, we're like, whoa. I thought I was done. A hundred percent. They got good margins. Yeah. Right. With the lymph nodes, they got good margins. Okay. And I, I was told that that was good. There's no more cancer in my body. I'm so thinking, you're thinking and I'm, re- I'm done. Reconstructed. Honest to God. Oh, nothing wow. else was on my radar. I thought you're all, I you're was a couple done. minutes like you're a couple months late. Like I'm good. I'm done. Don't yeah. need you anymore. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that's why with oncology, they're like, no, you can't wait till the new year. You're you're starting. Yeah. So, but even when I go, so I get the call from oncology. I'm like, what? What do I need to go to oncology for? <laughs> Honestly, I don't have cancer I anymore. I ask that question like, what? Why are you even calling me? So. Oh, I go wow. and my husband on you, I didn't know this at the time, obviously, but oncology offices, you can have a 10 a.m. appointment. And they see you at noon mm-hmm. because, the, you know, <laughs> they did the the infusions there and they saw the patients okay. and anything can happen. Yeah. Right. So and that, every patient is getting the level of care that they need. Right. And when it's your turn to be mm-hmm. seen, you'll be given that right. same level of care. Yeah. <laughs> so we just ask for your uh-huh. patience. Yeah. <laughs> Leah knows this bill. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And you know, uh, I hear, I think you had a really nice oncologist. Right? I did. Like she, yeah. And yeah. mine, she took care of me, but she's the typical, like, let's get down to brass I'm, tacks. Yeah, I'm here to do this. Right. Thing. I'm not here to talk f- warm and fuzzies Which, with you, right? She's like, that's what your nurse navigator's for. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the interesting thing is we get called into her office finally after, you know, we probably waited almost a good hour in the waiting room anyway. Oh, gosh. And then we finally get called in and then we're waiting in her office for pro- it had to have been close to another hour. Oh my gosh. And I finally tell, I'm so irritated yes. because why do I even need to be here in the I first place? place? Yeah. <laughs> so I tell my husband, this is bullshit. We're, go- we're leaving. Yeah. We're, I'm, I'm done. I don't need this. This is a waste of my time. I was so irritated and, well, and because so nobody's regarded. Well, because nobody's explained yeah, anything no to one's you. Come back into the office to say, "Hey, doctor had this thing emergency." Some, you know, they didn't tell me anything. I'm or, just in her office waiting. Or why you even needed to be there because right. you had surgery and right. your cancer was gone. Yeah. No, so yeah, why do I need to be here? And mm-hmm. they don't tell you these yeah. things. Like, no, there's cleanup work to do. Yeah, and you don't know that. Right. Once your surgery's done, you're like, what? My yeah, I'm gone. good to go. Hence why we have a podcast. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And why I love what I do for a living now, yes. because I am able to talk to so many women oh, before yes. their journey. Yep. And I'll be like, pick my brain. I'll tell them stuff they didn't even know. You'll lose your nose hairs. Yep. Be warned. <laughs> no one told me you lose your nose we hair. We talked about mm-hmm. that. Yep. Yeah. And you so, know what? And that's what you did for me. You, yeah. I walked oh, in. I yeah. had one chemo. I walked in, and Jennifer was like, "Here's what to expect." Uh-huh. Da, 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 da. Oh. And I was like, oh, "Thank so you," awesome. because you don't know. Yeah. And so, unless you meet someone or hear mm-hmm. something on maybe yeah. our podcast, right? Why, why would you know? Right. So you're sitting there waiting all this time. All this time. So what I did was, and my husband at this point just had my back. Right. Mm-hmm. He was like, he thought we were done too. He sure. didn't know why we were there either. So I, I tell him, you go up to the front desk. We're leaving. Go let them know we're done. We're not waiting anymore. We're we're leaving. Whether they want to reschedule, I don't even know that I even want to come back. This right. is really, ir- I was so irritated. Mm-hmm. So he tells the girl at the counter that, of course, she goes and tells my doctor and she immediately comes 
at that point. Well, Kits my you. chart. Hasn't really even read my chart, though, at that point. So she's looking, reading what's going on and tells me within that like 10 minutes, okay, we're going to start you on, you know, start you on chemo chemotherapy. We're going to do that and tell me the regimen and what it's going to be. And I'm like, wait, why? What? Yeah. yeah. Without wait, explaining what? why, mm -hmm. why do we need to do yeah. this now that the cancer has been extracted from right. my body? Yeah. Why do we need to do mm -hmm. this? Yep. Wait, so at that appointment, they mm -hmm. were going to start your first round of chemo? No, no. She oh, was okay. telling me it's going to happen plan. like the, ne okay. the next week. We are gotcha. going to make, before I left the office, oh. there was going to be an appointment to start. The next week, like you have, you so have again, to get this wrapped around your brain first. Uh -huh. So um, you're going to be starting, again, last minute notice, you're going to be starting chemo. So now not only do you have to find time to squeeze that into your mm -hmm. schedule, but then also find time to deal with the side effects and the recovery. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Right. And it was just before Christmas. Oof. Right before Christmas. And Christmas, like most families, you know, it's a very special time with my children, you know, they were still young. And I every year I have tons of nieces. And at the time, they were all like, you know, 10, 11, yeah. they were still littles. Yeah, uh, to enough where they loved to come over. I always had a cookie party. And oh. it was huge. My family's huge. We're Italian. And we're yeah. all just in each other's business. <laughs> and it's so fun. And I make the 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 frosting from scratch. I make the homemade cookies. I have yeah. cookie cutters that were my my nannies. Oh, like it's very it's a tradition yeah. in my family, and I was the one who took the reins with that for many years now. Yeah. And so, I I am going to have my cookie party, right? <laughs> so, but I had my first chemo, and it, when I got told from the doctor, you know, you're going to start, and I asked her, wait, when can I, can I just wait till, I didn't know like how, sure. how cells read, mm -hmm. um, regenerate. Re yeah, exactly. So she kind of explained that, but I didn't understand. Um, I was just, okay. So we walked out, they had us walk out to see one of the infusion nurses and she's the one that gave me like my binder and okay. kind of told me what I was going to be expecting. Right. And then to leave the office but even in that appointment, you, you know, I just still didn't know what sure, to ask. No. She tells me the the basics. Yeah. And even the oncologist was like, well, maybe you'll lose your hair. Well, no, with maybe. what I had. So, yeah, with the chemo, you 100%, 100%. I would lose my hair. Yeah. That was bizarre, right? Yeah. And I didn't have the mindset, and neither did my husband, ironically, to say, I need to find a different doctor. Right. Because right. you're just thrown into it. Yeah. You don't even, you didn't even expect yeah. this phone call. Right. Let alone thinking I need a second opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the the infusion nurse, she was very sweet, told me what she, whatever she needed to tell me. But then it was so ironic because to leave the office, instead of going out the way we came in, we went through the infusion center. Oh, no. And the way it was there at the time, it was a community room. Mm -hmm. So That's how mine was. Yeah. And there was a couple private rooms. But we walked by and I looked, see in the, and I didn't know we were walking through there either. Oh. And it hit me. Oh, yeah. Because of you what, were gonna, what I saw. Yeah. I mean, it, it hit me like. That's going to be me. I didn't, I didn't understand. No. So, wow. I, uh, I had my chemo the next week. That was like the second week of December because I was like, and I went every three weeks. So on Christmas okay. day, I was feeling a little better coming up from, right, from, right, your, from, right. The, from it. So 
Can we touch on what chemos were you given? Okay, yeah, I had so my diagnosis. I should just even tell you. Yes, <laughs> I mean breast cancer is so can be so broad. So I will say, if you had to pick and choose which one you're going to get, mine would be the one. Okay, I had I was one hundred percent progesterone estrogen estrogen positive. Okay. Uh, I was HER2 negative. Very good. Um, it was in my lymph nodes, and that's why they wanted to do chemo. If oh. it wasn't in my, because in the lymph nodes, they don't know if one little, yeah. something escaped, right? So, so they, that's why. Wow. So and they I didn't wouldn't even have done that. it mm-hmm. if you hadn't had it in your lymph nodes. That's what I understand. Okay. Wow. That's what I understand. Wow. So, yeah. My, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like backwards. Everything yeah. I did was backwards. <laughs> but it's almost, and I'm sorry that that happened to you. It mm-hmm. sucks that that happened to you. But you have, it's almost like you were the best person for that to happen to, given what you do now, because oh, you took yeah. that experience and all of the, mm-hmm. here's what not, well, I, and I, again, yeah. I apologize. I don't mean what not to do, but the saying, words of wisdom, very and, untraditional, yeah. what you went through, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, has probably been a, a, a guiding light for a lot of mm-hmm. people. It, ha- it has. Mm-hmm. It has taught me to, I mean, I listen to my clients, right? I Because li- mm-hmm. when they find out that I've had what I went through, they want to talk to Oh, me. yeah. Uh, you know, it's very typical. And I, they'll, I'll tell them, because they'll say, I don't even really know what to ask you. Because I'll say, ask me, you can ask me anything. Nothing's private. Like, right. pick my brain. And they don't really, some of them won't even know what to right. ask. They want to know, how how quick does your hair grow back? That's the number <laughs> yes. one question. Number one question. and um. How sick will I be? Yeah. Well, of course, it's different with each chemo, but mm-hmm. with the breast cancer regimens, with her two positive, and the you know that I do know because I've met so many of different with the support yeah. group, and so I'm familiar with how the the aftermath is of each chemo sure. treatment and whatnot. So I'm able to 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 tell them that. Um. So. I started chemo. I had, I was so excited. I was going to do that cookie party. I, I had a good day. Like, you know, after you have chemo the first few days, you you're like, blah. yes, I can take on the world. This is going to be easy peasy, right? Yep. <laughs> they give you all those nasty my, my steroids. My mother-in-law <laughs> was there. She always comes during the fall. and But she was staying with my brother-in-law because my mom was at my house. And so... I tell my mother-in-law, let's go. I'm going to do the cook party. And I had already told everybody it's off. And I even have girlfriends that my my, uh, youngest son has grown up with that he's played, that they come to. So it's not just family, but it's several friends and their kids too. It's a big deal. So I had canceled it. So as far as everybody knew, it was canceled. So I get this bug and I'm like, the party's on. The party's (laughs) on. It's happening. Me and my mother-in-law go to get all the stuff for the frosting and all the cookies. And and the next day I was going to do this baking. And that was like day four or so. (laughs) On crash day. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Nobody told me. No. Right. I had no idea. No. They don't tell you when they. That's the thing I always tell my clients Mm -hmm. because they don't. Oh, okay. It's like, don't, because especially when they make the appointment, they'll say, well, my chemo starts on this day. And I don't know if Saturday will be a good day for me to come in. I say, okay, well, that's going to be day two. You're going to be fine. Yeah. I was like, because they give you a regimen of meds to take Mm -hmm. during that time. And some of them are steroids. Yes. And you take them for usually like two to three days, I think, afterwards. Yes. So you have that 
that yeah. steroid. Uh-huh. And they give you the steroids in your IV they during do. treatment too. And so you got that steroid buzz going for right. a few days and then yeah. you crash. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. No. I've never even known anyone on steroids. So I, <laughs> I didn't even know that like that was yeah. because of the steroids. I didn't know. I was so yeah. ignorant, which ignorance ignorance can be bliss. It sure can. Right? <laughs> so yeah. So I this cookie party is going to be on and popping and I am out <laughs> shopping and I we're in the the store. I've got my car full. I even bought new cookie cutters. I was so <laughs> amped. Oh, <laughs> Little yeah. did I know it was because of the steroids. <laughs> but in the middle of shopping, cart full, I find my mother-in-law and I said, I have to go. Like it hit me like a ton of bricks. It hit me. And I left the cart. We left. She didn't get to buy anything she had in her car. She was (laughs) off doing her thing. And I'm, yeah. So I said, no, I don't, I can't even wait for you to check out. I I want to go home. So I go home. But then I'm like, dang it, I still want to do this cookie party, right? Right, Because people are counting on me (laughs) to do the cookie party. And what about the kids? (laughs) So. You want to believe it. I still did the cookie party, oh but my, <laughs> my girlfriends, one of them, I gave her my cookie cutters. She made all the cookies. My other girlfriend, I gave her the recipe for the frosting. She did all the frosting. They came. They did everything. They made the party They happen. did it. So because I, I was still in a way that I was okay having people around, sure. right? Yeah. I, and so... um. And I wasn't like on death's door sick, right? Because the the nausea meds and stuff, I was okay. Yeah. So we did it, and the cookie party it was it went off. So I'll never forget that cookie party. Oh, I had to do so. nothing. Usually, I it's overwhelming, but in a right. great way. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes store bought's fine, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, at one year I did buy the uh, what the block of the cookie dough uh-huh. yeah. yes no oh my god that's my idea of a cookie okay. party slice that or cookie party slice it up homemade ones girlfriend you would know the okay. difference there <laughs> there's no. always it a was, difference course, but and and the nieces and the family like this is something annually yeah annually. The, the kids everybody who makes their cookies they go home with the their cookies. oh, oh wow. awesome right and there's a lot of cookies yeah and there's sprinkles all over the floor. And so, but they took care of it and we had the party. But then, you know, it hits Christmas comes and and I remember that Christmas, obviously. I was sick. I still have on video. I remember just sitting on the couch yeah. and the kids, you know, do, taking care of everything. And and it was fine. You know, I still had my hair at the time, wasn't even thinking about losing yep. my hair at the time. Yep. Because the oncologist really didn't give me a warning, really, oh, that I would. That's terrible. Right. And the whole time. I was recovering from my surgery. My mom kept saying, you know, you probably won't. You probably won't. You probably won't. Oh, oh. And if they would have just told you, because when you're getting the specific chemo, I'm assuming you had the red devil. So no, I didn't because I was her two negative. So I had Cytoxin and Taxotere. Okay. Oh, that's right. I remember you saying that. That's very typical for just the hormone, her two negative. Um, that's the that's the typical okay. regimen for that. And so with mine, they threw in the red devil yes. probably because I had triple negative. Yes, hundred percent. And they said they told me from the get go, you will lose your hair. Yeah. So I would. That's when I ran mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I did. So I didn't, didn't know. Even tell you. I um. It was when I went in for my second chemo. The gal who was sitting next to me, mm-hmm. young gal, she was like in her twenties ish, and she was so precious. And we kept in touch for a long time. 
but she's the one sitting there, both of us in our chairs. She's the one who told me, have you gotten your bone pain yet? Have you gotten oh. this? She gave me a heads up because that first round of chemo wasn't as bad. You know right. how it escalates, mm-hmm. right? It's like I thought, okay, this was like minor flu ache. Mm-hmm. Well, get ready. Yeah. So she informed me. Wow. That, that girl right there. So that is sad. Uh huh. That is mm-hmm. sad. That so I knew I need to. I need to go. I'm gonna go find a wig. And my daughters went with me. And uh, and it was it was a special time. No, my daughters didn't go. That they went with me when I had my head shaved. Because okay. I so I go to Wigs Are You. Okay. To get my wig, and I go in there like a deer in headlights, right? Like you do. Like what the hell am <laughs> yep. I doing in a wig shop? Yep. <laughs> this is where my granny shops, right? <laughs> Ooh. So, but you walk in, and you've i just felt love immediately yes. right just felt love immediately and there's something about that place it, there really <laughs> is and i just i was so taken care of and so loved on and you know you're made to feel like like you're just the most important person in the right. room and so i put my first wig on and mind you so when i knew then that i was going to lose my hair it was so cute cuz my oldest daughter was in beauty school and i'm like do what you want girl do just yep. play, just play, right? She destroyed my hair. She like tried to bleach it out. Oh my god! And she cut it, and it was like super crooked. And she was, like, I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. I'm like, it doesn't matter. And I went to my sister, who's a professional for like 30 years already. She she fixed fixed it. So I had this cute little, really short, like you'd never yeah. have the nerve to do in real life haircut. Right. And it was cute. Say, she, why didn't we dye your hair pink or something? I like, know. I did. My sister did. She because my daughter had already bleached it out. So my sister then put pink all in it, and it was oh, cute for a yeah. minute. I have a picture this is cute so when i went in to get my wig though the first wig was a style just like that haircut okay so i put that wig on and i i was amazed because right. it was better than my own hair right <laughs> and i don't have to do anything to it every day like when i was educated I immediately before before I probably even put on the second wig, I knew that it was going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then they had told me about how they shave the heads there, and I'm like, okay, this was the place to be. And I'm so thankful that I found Wigs Are You. And I had gone back so (laughs) I had gone back um, several times. My daughter, she was at Paul Mitchell Beauty School at the time, and it was Christmas time. Remember, and she had. The, the dean was giving away like gift cards. If you write, you know, write a thing about who you think deserves something. And he was okay. like max hundred dollars, like okay. for gas, for groceries, right. for whatever. Right. Well, my daughter wrote a novel about me oh. and he was so moved. He went to Wigs Are You, ironically, not knowing anything oh, about, wow. about me or where I went. Right. And talks to the owner. And he's like, well, what do you, you know, how how much of a card should I get? He was willing to pay, get whatever. Wow. It's amazing. So he he was like, well, should I, 700, 1,000? And the owner later tells me this. When she yeah. finds out it was me that got the gift certificate, right. she's like, oh, I should have told him $1,000, right? <laughs> he, was, well, he didn't care. So, but he talked with her and then he was like, okay, I'm going to go, you know, check out some other stores. She goes, okay, we'll see you soon. We'll be back. Yeah. She literally told me she said that. Yeah, I we'll see that you quick. <laughs> and he did. The, the same day he came back. So right. he buys the card. He buys a $500 gift card. So my daughter had given that to me 
at Christmas oh. or just like more t- like towards New Year's or so. It was right. still the ho- you know the holiday season, and it was just so touching. It was so touching, and so I go back to XRU, and that was enough money to get a couple more yeah. wigs. Yeah. I got a bunch of scarves and all this stuff, and it was so great. And then eventually, I go have my head shaved, and I and my girlfriend. And don't give me a couple wigs, so I need to go have them cut. Oh, okay. I kept having all these reasons to go back there, <laughs> which was awesome. Yeah. And then the la- I knew I had no reason to go back again with this final appointment. And my mom was with me, and we were in the car. And I'm going, Mom, it's kind of sad. Like, I don't really have a reason to come back here. And my mom hadn't been there with me yet. And okay. I was telling her, this place, there's something about this it, place. There is. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, Jennifer, you need to tell the owner. Just tell her that you need to just work here. Like just, oh, and just I see what, that. and I'm like, mom, you're, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> I can't, work, I can't work at a wig shop. Like that's, can't support me, right? So, but I did, I took her advice. It was so cute. And I did it super spontaneous because I told her, I'm so, I told Cindy who's the owner. I said, I'm so sad that I don't think I'm going to probably ever see you again. And oh. um, I just need to work here someday. I just need to be a part of this place, right. I told her. And she, and we had built such a rapport at yeah. that time too. Mm-hmm. She had said, and I don't know if she was kidding or not, you know, because maybe she probably thought she'd never hear from me again, as, as is the case with a lot of clients, sure. right? You build this thing, you have this thing for a minute and then and it's, it's important, yeah. but then they go on with their life, yeah. right? So she probably thought that. And, but she said to me, well, when you're feeling better, call me. Wow. Right. So after I, I went through chemo, thought I was done again. Yeah. Right. Thought I was done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. We did chemo. I was told to do chemo because it was in my lymph nodes. I did chemo. Mm-hmm. Everything should be dead. If there's anything that was alive in my body, it should be dead with what I've just gone through. This right. ravaging of my body. So well, I was mistaken mistaken Mm. so i get a call out of the blue from radiology (laughs) oh my gosh with no preparation still no i'm like why are you guys calling me literally asked the girl that on the phone why are you calling me she told me we want to get you i'm like i don't need radiation i don't i and i blew her off she probably called three times at least and i kept blowing her off wow i'll get back to you i'll get back to you i'm like i don't need radiation right I went to my oncology. I'm like, why Why are they telling me this? Right. And she goes, well, you know, you're on the fence. You could or couldn't. You know, it's mm. it'll bring your percentages down this much. You know, so right. you need to decide if it's worth it for you. It's like, well, obviously. Sure. You know, what, it bring it down 7% or something. Right. But when right. you're, you know... Of you're, course I did it. I would say you're checking all those percentages off. Yes. Okay, if we could bring it down yep. just a few more percent. I will say, and you'll appreciate this, because you know when you have when you have the normal kind of procedures and you do the reconstruction after, mm-hmm. they don't do radiation at least either. Right. They do it way, way later mm-hmm. because it that's yeah. So Nobody tells me radiation shrinks your boob. Oh, your yeah. skin. Oh, Nobody yeah. tells me. So I have a very these... small one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't even this think is I ve- realize that. Oh yeah. This is very co- I hear this all the time. Mm-hmm. But they if if they do the radiation too soon, yep. it's what happens. So they did my radiation. And yeah, I have very lopsided boobs. Of course, my husband, my kid, everyone who's seen them are like, you can't even tell. But to yeah. me, like I am, to me, I am so lopsided. That's me. Yeah. You know, what? my husband, like, well, you want to go get it taken care of? I'm like, I don't know if it matters that much to go through right. another surgery, but it's annoying. Yeah. 
It's annoying. So went through radiation. Nobody, <laughs> I, I, I know I'm repeating myself, but nobody, <laughs> I thought my radioncolo- radioncologist was super sweet. We kind of became uh, friends, sort of, yeah. you know, and, um, but she she gave me these packets of you know, Aquaphor, like, right. but didn't stress how important it was to oh, keep your no. burn cream on. Oh, and she no. told me, you know, because I tan, I don't have like, I'm not super white. Like, right. you know, you'll be fine. So nobody told me from day one, use your cream. No. Nobody told me day one. Oh my god! So that's another thing I tell my clients I day was one. Say, I think I learned, well, I'm sure my radiation oncologists, they were good with telling me that stuff, mm-hmm. but going to, I was in your uh, support group okay. at the time when I started radiation and okay. everyone pounded it into mm-hmm. my head. Yeah to use my aquaphor, yes. use my aloe vera. The, oh my yeah. gosh. I no. didn't know. Ugh. I didn't know. So, and I don't typically burn. And if I burn, it turns into a tan mm-hmm. pretty quick, right? But tanning is very different than Very different. Mm-hmm. So when the, the burn starts to show, it's kind of too late. I'm like, oh, I need to start putting cream on. Because then it starts blistering right away. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was bad. So I went for my like third to the last treatment and I was so blistered and pussy oh, and no. nasty that the tech calls my doctor in to look and she's like, you're done. Oh, okay. You're done. We're not doing anymore. Okay. So that was that was atrocious. And I will tell wow. you that my sister's friend at work who went through it, she told gave her a thing of... Um, emu oil oh have you heard of this no okay emu oil you can literally get it online right it it needs to be pure but emu oil is magic for burn really i think she even said they use it in on in burn Burn units okay and so i started using that on my i had second degree oh blisters no it was so painful I remember just laying on my bed, right? Yeah. No shirt on with the fan over. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, you can't even do anything. Oh. So, but that emu oil, I started putting that on. It, I, I was, it was a game changer. Let nice. me just say. That is good it to know. It was a game changer. It started to heal so fast. And then that was done. And then eventually I realized that, wow, my boob is smaller than this boob. So I go, so, the, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> I would say, I feel so, like so my continued to shrink for a little while yes that's it, but i oh. had implants i had my um reconstruction right away mm-hmm. and implants and then they started radiation pretty quick okay yeah and so it just right. kind of went right around mm-hmm. that implant and yeah. I, I swear it shrunk for a while mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it is it is a progression because yeah. it's not something i noticed right away and it's very interesting because like i said i'm what um, 11 years out mm-hmm. from radiation i'm what 10 years out what? right so but it's interesting because I'm noticing more now okay. how much smaller this yes. is. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I'm noticing and it's bugging me more now than ever. Well, we're getting to the end of treatment. Okay. Right. So I'm I'm healed enough that I want to go back to work. That place that I was at, they had they had hired somebody else. So that okay. that was not an option anymore. And I was really sad because I just and I didn't understand like why did you give me that job? Why did I, you know, I prayed for like, God, you got this, something. It has to fit around me being with my son. Right. I could not do a regular nine to five. No. And I found it on Craigslist at the time. I think that was the the platform that was more right. common back there. <laughs> <clears throat> so I couldn't go back there. 
But I started looking again. I wound up actually going to a hiring an agency. Okay. Uh, and they found me a couple places. And I went and I wound up getting hired through with this architect firm running the office. And that's like what I've always done, right? right. It was my normal. I just think I'm going back to do what I normally sure. have done. This is my schooling. It's it's what I do. I was there and it was very, I, I still had like the chemo curl. Okay. Right. Oh, so I remember the chemo, the chemo curl. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, I should wear my wigs to work. But you know, when you're done with chemo, you're like, I, bye-bye, bye-bye I wig. I say, Jennifer taught me wigs mm -hmm. are like a bra. Mm -hmm. You love yeah. to put them on to look pretty, yep. but you can't wait to take them I, off. I say that all the time. I'm like a broken record. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, and when you're done with chemo and you start to have a little bit of hair, mm -hmm. No, you're so done with your so scarves. Done. You're done with all of that. Yep. Get this job. I'm working this job. And it's right up my alley with what I want to do. But I'm bored. There's not enough people in the office. The owner was kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. But it was, you know, it was my kind of work. Yeah. But I was not fulfilled. And I never forgot about wigs, are you? Oh. So... The decision was made for me to quit that job because it turns out that he was being shady, not paying the hiring agency. Oh. He was way behind oh, no. in bills with, okay. with them. And even though I did the um, the paychecks and the, um, the bills, oh. he paid that yeah. agency. Gotcha. And then I started getting emails from them. I started getting personal emails from them asking me what's going on there because they've paid me. They're the ones who paid me. But they weren't getting paid by yeah. him. Oh, yes. Wow. Wow. Because it was not just, he paid them what they paid me plus the fee. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. And it, this was during, like, businesses were struggling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, As the kids say, the vibe was off. The vibe was <laughs> off. It was. I was not feeling the vibe. That is the perfect way to put it. <laughs> so the decision was made when that happened. Um he he had told me, you know, I'm going to need you just to take a couple weeks so I can get caught up. Take right. a couple weeks off. And I decided, yeah, no, I'm not taking a couple weeks. I'm I'm done. And later the next day, he was hardly ever in the office. And a lot of times I was there by myself. So I went, cleared out my desk, left the key. <laughs> and then he called me like the next day and goes, are you not coming back? Nope. I'm like, no. And then he kept, my husband's like, he needs to stop calling you because he kept calling me for where's this and oh, how did, what no. did you do here? Da, da, da. Right. Mm -mm. So, and then he, yeah, that's a whole nother story. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, I don't need to go on that rabbit trail. <laughs> so the decision was made, right? I'm still thinking about wigs. Are you oh. still not thinking yeah. anything like I could actually work there? Like, how am I going to provide? Right. Like we're done living paycheck to paycheck. Right. Let's, mm -hmm. let's get on with it here. But my I told my husband, I'm like, what do you think? think he goes well just call and see what the response is sure. see if she remembers you whatever so i call super on a whim i'm just hanging out with a friend and i'm telling her she goes just call her call her right now <laughs> so i call her and she answers the phone and i tell her this is jennifer vincent she goes hi jennifer how are you 100 percent. Oh. she remembered me oh, that's amazing. Uh, it was it was just such that a setup feel so good it did because mm -hmm. i'm like maybe we're on maybe something's happening i just yeah. got this like excited feeling and so I told her what was going on and I'm like do you I mean you did tell me to call you like what's going yeah. on over there and she goes well um you can come over I so she I was went one day a week <laughs> she she was like we'll make a make room for you right, right. she really didn't need to hire anybody oh. at the time but so 
I was volunteering for a little bit. And my husband was like, there's something bigger happening. Mm -hmm. So let's just keep going. Right. And so supportive again. Okay. I love that support. That support is so good. Especially with financial, right? Because he was carrying us. And for the first, you know, 15 years of our marriage, we were two income family and we both have very good, good jobs. And so this was very different for us. And so I'm working and then I love what I'm doing, right? I can't wait. I worked on Wednesdays and it was just enough time. I would go get my son because I, you know, she wasn't paying me. I could pretty much, sure, right? Yeah. But I was committed and it was great. And eventually I did get put on payroll. Um, she was paying me $10 an hour. Oh, wow. <laughs> so basically, I was still volunteering, <laughs> right? So- but her and I became so close and we would talk about if she ever retired, if yeah. she ever retired. And we got so close and she just knew my heart. We were very kindred in yeah. why this shop was there. The original very first owner, I'm the third owner. So the okay. first owner, she was not about what we do. She okay. was just like your typical wig shop. Gotcha. Had nothing really to do with anything medical. Okay, Imagine. Or, or the heart. Samantha on Sex in the City's wig experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, but not as high class. <laughs> I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. could figure that. I was, yeah. Because <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Oh well, it's true though. Oh it's my god, I love though. it. Okay, so and to, to speak of that, so she bought the shop. She moved it over to Roseville okay. because it okay. just wasn't even. It was in a rundown area. Even oh, okay. And, and so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she moves it to Roseville, and so that's that's how that happened. But she had the same heart when she took it over. It very much changed. Yeah, it, it changed. Um, not uh, just the location in, in and of itself right. was a huge difference. So when I started and we became, you know, just talking and she's, she had told me, yeah, you'll get first dibs. You'll get first dibs. She goes, and honestly, if, if it's not you, I, I might close the door. I don't oh, know. Wow. I don't want to sell it to someone who doesn't have the right. same vision and heart. This is yeah. like yep. giving your baby away. Well, and yeah. it's because walking in there and what yeah. I'm assuming she created since mm-hmm. she bought yes. it from the first owner, right? walking in there was such a different experience. Mm-hmm. It was not a right. wig shop like you expected. Right. You felt cared for. Mm-hmm. You felt very, they knew when you walked in the door, you mm-hmm. guys knew when yeah. we walk in the door, we're there for a reason that's heavy and, yeah. you know, and it's yep. just such a different experience than just going and mm-hmm. picking out a fun wig right. and it's totally not different. that kind of place. Right. It is a very loving, caring, mm-hmm. supportive place. Yeah. It's what set it apart. Absolutely. You know, it sets it apart from your average wig shop and nothing, mm-hmm. not that there's anything wrong with your average wig shop, sure. but somebody going through something like this, mm-hmm. how lovely to have a place like yeah. that to go to yeah. and to have- You can relate to others. Exactly. Yeah. Especially, you know, you now being the owner and everything, yeah. it, you know, or ha- having been for a, a while now, just, I'm sure, you know, mom, you like walking in and knowing- Oh. Oh, like she understands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if she doesn't understand my specific diagnosis, mm-hmm. she at least gets the mm-hmm. uh, experience. Totally. And it's it filled me so up. Special. I didn't expect it. Yeah. I, as working there, I didn't expect how important that was going to be. And it is so Beca- important. At, the, at yeah. the time, with the other gals that were working there, um, the owner, 
she she had nursed her sister-in-law going through breast cancer. Okay. So she felt it on a personal level personal. in that way. The other gals had not had any experience, but okay. they had compassion. They had, you yeah. know, they were perfect for the for the job. Yeah. Um, so when I started there, I had no idea what kind of impact that that, that was gonna really be it's a huge. thing. Yeah. Right. So because she would tell, she would be helping someone and, you know, because I was only there two days a week at that time, okay. mind you, okay? So she would say, oh, Jennifer, I, this girl, little girl came in, not little girl, you know, but the, yeah. they were always so young yeah, yeah, girl, to her and she's in her 60s. So it's maybe she, well, they were little girls. So 20s, 30s, you know, she would tell me, you, oh, I just told her about you and here's her number and you have to reach out to her. I mean, and I, it's weird to think back, like... Where did I find the time? But God just, I think he stretched the days or something because it was my heart to go to that person's house, like to mm-hmm. talk with them, to make that relationship, meet them for coffee. You did that with people in our support group. I was I did. see sometimes you, I don't even remember. People yeah, will remind me and I'm like, I, I did. I remember um Melody. I remember oh, you, precious you telling her us about how you went. Like, I want to I say went to, to her, her house. house. Yeah, yeah. I did. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, she Jennifer was so scared. Running mm-hmm. the wick shop. She's doing the support group. She's yeah. going to people's houses. Yeah. Like you were. I giving, loved it. You gave back right. so much. And I you loved brought it. so much to us. Yeah. And, and I didn't even, I honestly, I don't know if this sounds snobby. I, I be, I'm really not a hoity toity person, but I, it was so natural for me mm-hmm. because my heart of compassion knowing yeah. what these ladies were stepping into right and i had such a blind experience i was gonna say you went in so blind yeah. and were not given any information mm-hmm. every step yeah. of the way right was to a know- surprise mm-hmm. to you yeah and yeah. that's what i mean by how your experience right. mm-hmm. has been able to mm-hmm. help and empower others. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's precious to me because uh, honestly there, I will have, I've had gals come back into the wig shop that I hadn't seen for two years. Like they get their wig. I've uh, obviously I've spoken into their life yeah. somehow. Right. I'm just, I'm just hanging out talking with yeah. them. Right. But it matters if I had had something like that, it would have mattered, right? I didn't have that. So, but I've had um, on several occasions, not a whole lot, but maybe three, four times I've had gals come back. I don't even remember their face, but they come in to say, I just had to come and show you, look at my hair and, um, you you made such a difference yeah. for me, and I'm and I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm like, oh, I don't remember your name, no, but you were, right? Yeah. But yeah, so it fills me up, yeah, and it just confirms that I am doing what I meant to do, and that my journey when I was very first diagnosed, like the two days before I told I was going to have surgery, I had after that appointment, my husband had gone back to work, and then I went over to my girlfriend's house where, um on that particular day, we always got together for like a little brunch thing. So they were all there and they knew where I was. Mm -hmm. So I had come and, you know, they'd said, okay, well, what's going on? And nobody was really thinking too much because the last experience was no big deal, right? Right. (laughs) Right. But I tell them what's going on and everybody, of course, everybody's just shocked and, um, and that was, you know, that was a thing. So, um, it, if I if I didn't have that support at the time, just having that acknowledgement, having that love, mm-hmm. um, even though I had no idea what I was going through, right. like it was so significant. And that's you what know, you've given the, back to so many. Yeah, thank you. By doing what you do. Thank you. 
Yeah, it it, it just it confirms that yeah. I'm doing what I'm doing. So, Absolutely. Or doing what I should be doing. That it wasn't for nothing. Oh, I know why I brought up my friends in that day because I had told them at that point, and I even wrote it in my journal that night, that this is not going to be for nothing. Good. Even if it's yeah. to restore me and my daughter's relationship. Right. Even if it's I can speak into one person's life, yep. like this journey is going to matter. You said that at the first um, support group that I, I did. did. You, you, and you, so no, she, <laughs> you said, you said, I just wanted to do this so if I can touch one person. Yeah. And I was like, you're touching everybody in this room. Yeah. That support group is what literally brought me back to life. Mm. And so you have done so much yeah. with the wig shop, with the support group. Yeah, it, and the support group started before the wig shop. Really? Before I bought the wig okay. shop. Okay. Yeah. Before, before you bought, bought the yeah. Right. Absolutely. Before I bought it. Because so, I went came in to get my wig and you gave mm-hmm. me a card and said, Come to this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm not doing that because I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. And then I finally, me and my friend Nieva. Yes, I we, remember. We were like, okay, we're gonna do this. Oh, we're yeah. gonna do it. And we went and I was like, Whoa, it breathes some life not back into you, me. Yeah. Gives you hope. Mm-hmm. Gives it you really hope. did. Yeah. Well, and then you went and then said, you know, my experience is not going to be for nothing either. Yep. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I yeah. And it was like, I was taking a page out of your book okay. by going, I'm going to give back. Yeah. I'm going to do something. And I thought I was doing that with the support group. And obviously I was, you know, Denise, you and were. I, my yeah. girlfriend and I, she was six months ahead of me in yeah. treatment. And um, when I realized that, because she's, she's the mother-in-law of my niece. Yes. So we know each other through family and we had gone to church together, but we weren't buddies. Right. So I really didn't know what was going on with okay. her to the extent because right. she kept it very private because her son was getting married. She didn't want anyone to know. Oh, okay. It was That's a thing, right. right? Mm-hmm. So when it was finally out and she knew what was going on with me, she did start, she I was able to pick her brain. And okay. then of course her and I became kindred spirits right. and we we had that same mindset, like, let's get a support group. Let's do a support group. Let's do something that wasn't available to us when we were going through this. So we didn't want it to be like your average support group. And I think we did that. And it was lovely for a time. We did Mm -hmm. it for a few years, right? Till COVID. And it was wonderful and meaningful. And I miss it. Yeah. But my support group now is my business. (laughs) I was going to say, you're giving back just the same in what you're doing every day. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today for part one of Jennifer's story. Be sure to join us next week for part two. And don't forget, email us at podcast at weareyoursupport.com if you or someone you know would like to be featured in our spotlight series.